Sometimes you ask yourself, are you successful? Mm. You learn how to manage your money and you put money into savings. Money sitting in savings doesn't really help you. It doesn't earn money. You're not earning money on your money. Success. Mm. Success. Hi, thanks for tuning in for Success Umen. This is a local Minnesota podcast talking about people who have become successful in their own line of work, whether they've started their own business, had a side hustle, or just been highly successful at their W-2 job. And here we are connecting people. Tune in, see who's on board today. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We are here with my esteemed friend. I want to say colleague, colleague, but like we've never no. really worked together. Well, we bartended together. We did bartend. Well, <laughs> even then I was bottle service. Okay, but um, all right. Uh, anyway, Adara Smith, Adara Thomas. <laughs> she's got a, a couple different names that she's gone by. Elias. But she has always been such a good friend to me mm-hmm. and I'm happy to have your support. I feel I really feel like um since you and I became friends that and now maybe it's because of you, but that's when my career took off. Well, I'll take the credit. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just really appreciate Aww. our friendship over the years. Me too. And I don't think you know this, but you are my only friend that has said no to financial opportunity out of loyalty to me. Wow. Think about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So you're probably the realest one. Um, the realest one say no. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, so that being said, like you are one of the most successful people I know. Wow. Thank you. Tell me about your jobs. Mm. literally (laughs) jobs uh businesses yes everything you got hobbies yeah do i yeah i don't think you have hobbies when you have jobs yeah yeah but you know i i have um i've worked in automotive in the automotive industry for almost a decade Mm -hmm. coming up on 10 years yeah which is crazy Uh uh-huh um But I feel the same way. I feel like once, you know, you became one of my real close inner circle friends that you when you surround yourself with people who are successful and drive themselves to be successful, they push you to be better. So I do feel the same way where I began to surround myself with people who I thought were as successful or more successful than me. I saw myself level up. So I've been um, in the finance department Mm -hmm. uh, for six years seven years going on seven years now you weren't always in finance no oh I thought, <laughs> who knew I thought you were always a numbers girl uh no I actually um I started in internet sales oh. <laughs> I <know>. so people <laughs> would buy a car so you online and you're like hey I'm looking at this little 2000 blah 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 uh-huh. I'm, I'm the person who's like come on in girl let's go look at it and sell a car from there that was my first job huh yeah I gave I was uh I was bartending I bartended through school and I know that people will identify with this I bartended through college mm-hmm. and I was at graduation and everything was great and I was bartending with um 
this guy Montrell, huge guy, he's like seven feet tall. He's <laughs> like, uh, oh, congratulations. So what are you going to do now? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a next Wait, step. <laughs> I got to do something. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, <laughs> but oh, man. so I didn't, I had no, like, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was the type of person that was like, I changed my major. I was doing this. I'm, I'm going to do that. I really didn't know what I wanted to do in life. So I ended up with just a general, like bachelor's of liberal arts, like didn't, yeah. didn't specify in anything, just got a degree. There's so many people that just yes. get a degree. Yeah. Just to put it on the resume. So he was uh, selling cars at Mazda and he was like, well, you should apply at my company and, and see how it goes. And I applied They hired me in internet sales. And, and then I got promoted a year later. I was actually a sales manager hey. for a year. Yeah, of course you were. <laughs> yep. And then um, found my stride working in finance. And that was kind of like the middle of, you know, being a, a manager of paperwork and numbers and being a manager of people. And also with a little bit of sales sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. So probably a lot of sales, a lot of sales sprinkled in. Yes. Lots of closing of deals. And then just a couple of years ago, um, started my business with my partner. And that is in he's a. Uh, 15 years in the construction industry. And so we went down that construction path and he does a lot of the manual labor, all, all of the manual labor. I, <laughs> I take, I go to the site and take pictures for social media. <laughs> that's my manual labor. But somebody's got to do it. Yeah, exactly. So that's been, um, do it now. I've been juggling both for the last couple of years in working business and then working my career. So the business, it's junk removal. Junk removal, demolition, um, and final cleaning, which yeah, it's a lot. I uh, I had you come and the the house that I live in now, it needed a bunch of demolition, junk yeah. removal, and working with you was so easy. Yeah, it's just so nice to have someone. I I, I gave you I gave you the keys. Yep. Like here, take it. I want this gone. This gone. This gone. And then I came back two days later and your team was ripping out staples out of my hardwood floor. (laughs) It's laborious work. (laughs) It's a lot. I was like, I didn't even think that carpet left staples behind. But man, that's hard. Yeah. And yeah, they didn't miss one. Yep. And it's nice to my partner who is, uh, he knows what he's doing. I mean, he really does when he goes into a house and especially in demolition, like he can go into a house and you know, boom, 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 don't touch that, turn off the water, electricity here, and he just, mm-hmm. and it's he's so fast. So yeah. it's really nice to have that. And then I've got my financial background, and so the two of us together just... Dream team. Dream team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I mean, it's really cool. What, like, made you take the jump? Well, I mean, not that you fully left the W-2 world, but to take the 9-to-5 job and then add on a business. What... What was the motivation for that? Well, I think um, one of the one of the things when you learn how to manage your money and you put money into savings, money sitting in savings doesn't really help you. It doesn't earn money. You're not earning money on your money. And so I was trying to figure out what can I do with this money that I have just sitting here, not earning anything. It needs to be put to work for me. And this is something that my partner had. We talked about it, I would say, a year prior to even starting it. We had 
talked about it, toyed with it. It wasn't really, you know, eh, I don't know. I don't know. He ended up getting laid off, you know, in the construction world as it happens. He got laid off and he happened to, or I think I came upon a truck and a trailer that was for sale and it was in budget and it was just like, all right, I guess now's the time. Let's sink or swim. Just do it. Mm -hmm. That's definitely like my type of personality is I'm, I'm a just go do it type of person. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> right? We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there eventually. One way or another. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's like, I, I we talked with a lot of entrepreneurials getting the, or entrepreneurs getting this started. And that's, I think the number one thing that they've said is like, you just got to get started. Mm -hmm. Just get started. Yep. So I think the, yeah, that's cool. That's cool that you guys actually were like, here's our opportunity. This is the time. Yeah. You got laid off, but it happens. Yeah. Let's it take does. the next step. Yeah. And it's still scary. It's scary every day. Cause you're, it's not, it's not somebody else's money. When you're mm -hmm. at work, when you're at, at work and you're working for someone, it's somebody else's money you're playing with. Mm -hmm. When it's your business, it's my money. Yeah. It's our money. It's very, very different than working for Joe Schmo. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> Does that like, do you ever get into like hyper analysis mode of, well, <laughs> like here, we spend a little bit too much money on this job. Okay. So I've been, I have been uh, accused of micromanaging the finances. Accused of Accused it. of. Which Never I... guilty. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. But it it's all important because I <laughs> this is gonna sound this is gonna sound bad, but I need to know how many trash bags we used at a job site. Yeah. Because I need to know how much that job cost us. Yeah. I have to know. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I need to know if we used one box or two boxes or four boxes mm -hmm. at a job because one box costs us thirty dollars. Yeah. So we're talking about a thirty dollar cost or is it a hundred twenty? $20 costs, you know? Mm -hmm. And so those are the kinds of little... That range is huge. It is. And it, it is. all matters. And again, when it's your own pennies and dollars, it's so important that you're, mm -hmm. you're tracking it and you, cause you can't, you can't make money. You don't, you can't arrive somewhere if you don't know where you're going. Yeah. You don't know where, where you're at. You'll never get there. Yeah. I think that's one thing that we, at my company, we talk about the tracking. Mm. all the time yep people will say i'm not making sales i can't i can't do this i'm like okay well what work have you put into it yeah and if, how many calls have you made <laughs> and if they're not tracking it they yes. don't know and like it's just you you yeah it, it's it's all money it's all trackable and once you start tracking your success it becomes a measurable amount or tracking your trash bags <laughs> It becomes a measurable amount of something tangible. Yeah. So I think like, even though you were just accused of being micromanaging for the money, <laughs> I think it's key to you building your business. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I think, yeah, that's, that's great. Um, I'll tell him you said that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, don't have him come for me. <laughs> he knows where he I said live. It's great. <laughs> Melissa said it's great. <laughs> He knows where I live. <laughs> don't, don't send him on me. <laughs> I think like if you could with your starting your own business, mm -hmm. if you could do anything differently initially, what would be the one thing you would change? Um, Initially, I, okay. You know what I did that I, this is probably the only thing I regret doing is I signed up for leads. 
Mm. I paid for leads and they were so expensive and we just thought we had to do it and we didn't allow our growth to be organic and we spent a lot of money paying for leads that other people were also paying for that were extremely hard to close and it just wasn't worth it and we just spent so much money and Mm -hmm. you know whatever learning experience it is what it is now but it was just like I wish we had trusted ourselves to um, allow that organic growth to actually happen. And it has, you know, mm-hmm. two years later, like it's it's there now. But in the beginning, we're just like panicked. Like, yeah, like, nobody's calling us. What do we do? You know? uh-huh. It's very scary when your phone doesn't ring. Yeah. It's yeah, scary. exactly. So I think that's a trap a lot of people get into. Is yes. like, I mean, and then everybody says it takes money. To make money. And it does. But. Not in that way. No. No. I think, like, I, I, I don't know. The the economy right now is very much switching. Mm-hmm. And we're talking a lot about going back to basics. And that basics, imagine, okay, so you could have paid for leads. Or you could have sent him out door knocking. Right. Everyone's got an extra microwave in the garage that they got to get yep. rid of. All right, give me 40 bucks. I'll get rid of your microwave for you. Yeah. I think that's like, real expensive for a microwave. I don't know anything about job <laughs> removal. You're micromanaging the numbers, okay? <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make you a little extra money here. Okay. Okay, yeah. Forty dollars uh, a microwave. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. For only forty dollars, <laughs> she's gonna remove your microwave for you. But like I think it's just that back to basics. Everyone thinks that there's a shortcut and everyone thinks no. that there's an easy way to make money. And no. there's it's never easy. No. Doesn't matter. There is no shortcuts. I don't care what anybody says. No. No. I think, yeah. Shortcut is doing good business and then people will find you. Um, so I think success looks different to everybody. Yeah. How do you define success? Also, I want everyone to understand how hard of a worker she is. <laughs> like, I, I, she is constantly working. She is, yeah. I, All the time. That being said... How do you define a success? Yeah. I mean, I think success is it's so different in wherever you are in life. We're all in, you know, what did success look like when I was 18? Like I can afford my top shelf drink at the bar. Hey. <laughs> that was success. At, you know, when I'm 18 years old, oh, wait, not the at Trump's the bar. Expensive. I couldn't drink then yet. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? That that was success at 18. Like I can afford to just live my life and be cool. You know, I had uh, my daughter pretty young. I was, I was uh, 19, 20 when I had her. And so then success changed a little bit. What does success mm-hmm. look like when you've got a kid, right? It's uh food, it's housing, it's daycare, it's all of those things that so that my daughter is provided for and taken care of. So as you know, I was part of Jeremiah program, which is huge, huge part of my life and it and helped me in my success. So that's a program for single moms where we um they support you with housing, they support you with childcare, and they support you with homework help or, you know, whatever it is that you need. It was a system to help mothers who were in school. So I was still in college at this time. So that was success at that point. Mm -hmm. Finishing college was success at that point in my life. And then, you know, once I hit, I graduated, I hit 25. Now it's career success. How do I move up the chain? And then one day I'm like, man, I need a, a stable home for my daughter. 
Mm-hmm. And then success was providing that for her. Yeah. And today success looks like, you know, I feel like I've, I've found my stride in my career. I've found my, you know, I've got a business that I'm running that is kind of making money. <laughs> we're, we're positive. <laughs> positive is huge. I mean, real. Keep going. Keep going. I'll, I'll save the props for when you're done with your, you're on a roll. I'm going to save your props. Yeah. So, you know, when, it, it, and then it's now it's making sure that I have time to spend with my family. It's making sure that I'm cultivating relationships with friends and that I'm not cutting those parts of my life out to have financial success. Mm -hmm. So it's maintaining my lifestyle, maintaining my success in that life, and then adding to that the balance of friendship and family and relationship. And right now that, that is what success looks like to me. And that's what I'm striving for right now. Yeah. Just getting, so you're working to have more time to do what you want. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, Okay. So the thing that I'm reserving, (laughs) the, the mad props, how many years did it take you to get your junk removal company in the green? Most companies take five years before they're profitable. Yeah, it was in our, well, our second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're about three years then now. So this is my, our second year that we, yeah. See? It's when because I, said- I counted the trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's the trash bag counting. And when I say no one is harder than you, that that's what it is. Like, you don't get those numbers without yeah. putting that work in. Yeah. So. And getting get into the grind. And I'm a, you know, I'm, I love sales. I'm a saleswoman at heart. Like, I I love it. I love talking to people. And I, when you, let me rephrase that. I love consulting mm-hmm. because you, I, I don't believe you're going to sell anything to someone that they don't want and that they don't need. Mm-hmm. And so when you can take, you can sit with somebody and whether it's working in cars or in demolition or whatever it is, if you can sit with someone and figure out what their goals are, where do we need to be? How can I help you to get there? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then you're you're meeting with someone, you're consulting and you're figuring out together how I can help you reach where you want to be, whether it's, again, a car or it's, you know, financing a car or it's. You know, rebuilding a kitchen. How can Staples we help in you? Carpet. Staples in the carpet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think like that's huge. And I, I think like, I don't know, there, there's always a reason that somebody comes into someone's life. But like while you were developing your sales tactics, I was also developing mine. Mm-hmm. And like I have always said, there is nothing I can say to anybody to make them buy one house or another. Never. That, that's it. Yeah. Real estate's not sales either. Mm-mm. I think sales is a myth. Hundred percent, it is absolutely. There's no salesperson out there. No, you, if you don't, if you don't want it, you're not gonna buy it. Mm-mm. Period. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, like, what is it about? I don't know. We're, we're gonna get some hate for that one. <laughs> like, I can't like, wait. I've been so. Go ahead, help my algorithm. <laughs> Hate in the comments. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that being said, like, what keeps you going? Do you ever get tired? Oh, my God. All the time. <laughs> Who mm-hmm. doesn't get tired? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it. Especially, I would say, in my in the W2 world, uh, that role is a lot of pressure. And the store that I work at, I don't know if I should name them, but the store I work at is 
the loan amounts are large mm-hmm. and uh, it's a lot of pressure to make sure that we're we're profitable on these, you know, on these loans and making sure that we've got, you know, we're setting the customer up for success and we're setting the store up for success and we're making sure the paperwork is correct. And there's these are people that send, you know, they send their assistants in to do their their work for you. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> that's a money money. It's money money. Yeah. And so it's a lot of pressure. And that's that can be really tiring and really difficult. Um and in those moments where where I'm feeling like I'm burnt out, I just book a vacation. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> you scroll back far enough on my feed, you'll see me and Adair in Cancun together. So, I mean, Tulum, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get that too. Like burnout is real. Yeah. Especially like when you're performing at the level that you're performing at, mm-hmm. and it's just so important to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I've, I'm a, I'm a faith person, so I definitely like take the time to pray and meditate and allow the things that are giving me anxiety to be released. Mm -hmm. And you have to kind of let, you have to let the things go that I, that are not in your control. Mm -hmm. There are things that are just outside of my control and I have to be able to release those things and move on. Yeah. And that's, that's so important. And you can't stick on these little things that you, you know, that are outside of your control or that are hard to deal with, Mm -hmm. deal with it, do it, let it go, move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think like we all have that thing that keeps us going and then we have that thing that keeps us grounded. Mm, I like that. Thank you. Coin it. Coin it. <laughs> um, well, it's getting published. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Yes. But I like it's just so important that you've got a strong foundation too. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, without a strong foundation, you really don't have that reason to keep going. So. I get it. Make sure you take care of your people. Yep. Take care of yourself. Yep. Mm. Love yourself. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think like, yeah. Are there any regular habits that you do? I mean, you kind of talked about like faith, your meditation. Is mm-hmm. there anything else you do that helps keep you successful? Um. Yes. Schedule. Really? I have to if it's not on my schedule it does not exist Mm. everything goes in my calendar it's the best thing I have ever done for myself whether you have a Siri or you have a Google hey Siri put it on my calendar look she just woke up (laughs) (laughs) she's always always listening (laughs) but uh, literally everything goes on my calendar and I get a reminder best thing I've done for myself the other thing I do um is I write things down Mm -hmm. so like like I said earlier if you don't know where you're going how do you know if you've got there how do you know when you get there if you don't know where you're going and so I write down my goals do you do it like do you just write it on a post-it note stick it on the mirror or do you use the reminder like I'm a little bit more I'm a little bit more structured than that so I like to do and this is a skill that I learned I can't even tell you when many many years ago but I do, I start with my long-term goals. Mm-hmm. And I did, actually I did this one about my house. What was my long-term goal? By 30, I want to own a home. That yeah. was my long-term goal. And this was me at 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And okay, so that's five years down the road. So what do I need to do? Where do I need to be in year four? Mm-hmm. And where do I need to be in year three, year four? I need to have my money saved up and I need to be looking. 
right? Yeah. I need to, that's where I need to be in year four. So what does that mean for year three? Well, year three, I should have, you know, at least half my down payment saved by then. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that means that in year two and year one, I need to have a job. I need to have a career that's going to enable me to save how much money I need to save. And that's how I, how I did it. And so I start, all right, so today here I am selling cars. I need a better job. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. So you're, my, my step one is how do I get to the next level of my employment? Boom, I did that. All right, now that I'm here and I'm at the income level, how do I start saving? So I met with a financial planner that said, here's how we're going to do it. This is money is going to go here. This money is going to go there. Year three, I had half my down payment saved. Year four, I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it took me a year to find a house. <laughs> well, you it bought was... <laughs> in a hard time. I was 31. I didn't make it by 30, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, you were ready at 30. I was ready. <laughs> you were ready at 30. That was that was a hard journey. It was. And so that's and that's kind of that's how the process. So if I if I don't know I in five years if I want to be there. Well, I'm going to run all the way around and jump. And then five years later, I'm like, I didn't get here. What happened? Mm-hmm. But if you know how your, how your steps are, then you'll know, oh, I'm halfway there now. Mm-hmm. That's right. Look at me. I can, I can look back and say, wow, look, look what I, where I was. Now I'm where I want to be halfway there. And I'm going to reach my goal in the next you know, two and a half years on that five-year goal I set. So that's, I, I, I tell that to everybody, everyone who, who wants to have a business, anybody who wants to graduate school, anything, have a career change, anything that you want to do, you have to set yourself up for success. You have to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I think that's so huge. I hear people say all the time, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do, I'm going to, going to, going to, going to. And I'm like, do it. You've been saying this for four years. Exactly. Do it. And I I don't know. I just like, the more I hear that from people, the more I'm like, I don't know whose time you're wasting. Do you know the saying I go by? Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) Don't talk about it. Be about it. Okay. That's my, that's what I tell myself. I tell myself all the time. Don't talk about it. Be about it, Uh which means just, just start. Yeah. You got it. You have to do the work. You, anybody can have a dream. Everybody, anybody with a little intelligence or a little whatever, anybody can have a dream. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do it, you don't set your goals, you don't start the work, you're never going to get there. Yeah. I think like... (laughs) I mean, we're talking semantics now, but I think a lot of people talk about how, like, they want to fulfill their dream. They want to fulfill their dream. Okay, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, like, <laughs> blah, blah. when you're, if you just say, I want to do this, and you don't have your goals strictly outlined like that, all it is is a blah, blah, blah it's dream. A blah, blah, blah. 100%. That's all it is. So, quit with your blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I, yeah, I think, yeah, it, it, and we're back to tracking and outlining goals and making sure that you get there. It's huge. Absolutely. Um, so I think like we got to talk a little bit about, uh, houses. We kind of touched on your house, but this is a real estate podcast. Uh, what's your home, what's your home like? And like how we kind of talked about like, sure what it took to buy your house, but you've had so many different housing situations. Tell me about like your home journey. Like, yeah. Um, 
Well, I moved out, you know, in when I was 17, went to school, went to college, moved out of the house. You were in college at 17? I was just younger than everybody. I didn't go early, but I was at my, my she birth. Went early. <laughs> I was just I was just a baby of the class, that's all. So I moved out and um that was fun. And I my mom I grew up with a very strict mother. Mm-hmm. And then I got to college and I was like, oh my God, I don't have a curfew. <laughs> she was we out look crazy. all night. <laughs> we look crazy. I did. I remember, I'll never forget. Okay, this is the first, this is off track, but this is like the first, <laughs> the first college party I was at, right? And this guy comes up to me and my roommate, my roommate is Missy. Uh-huh. And he's like, so what time do you guys got to be home? And I looked and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't got to be home. <laughs> Time. <laughs> never. <laughs> and she never went home. Guys. And I never went home. <laughs> never went back. <laughs> anyway, so that was like, you know, and then I got pregnant with my daughter and and moved out and I had a little we had a little tiny apartment that we lived in. And then I went to Jeremiah program, which provided a two bedroom housing arrangement for us. Yeah. For Natalia and I. I wanna like how do you how do you get into that program for anybody who's listening to this yeah. and they're thinking about someone who wants to get into it? How how do you Yes. It that? is um it is not for the faint of heart. I will say that it is a rigorous program. It's not just for a free handout. You really have to be dedicated to finishing school, to having a career when you're done, um, committed to raising your children um, in education, the most, it really is centered around education. That's what it's for. And so it's, um, you take empowerment classes before you can be admitted into the program. You have to go through their classes Mm -hmm. and, and are those classes rigorous too? Those are rigorous classes. They are, you really have to do a lot of soul searching. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not just, Oh, Hey, maybe I'll go to college. Maybe I'll go to school. No, you really have to dig deep and find out. They call it what your core hurts are. What are your core hurts? What are the things that hurts? Core hurts. Yeah. Things that you had, the trauma we cut now, you know, 2023, your traumas, your childhood, your generational trauma is essentially. It's a much easier word to say. (laughs) (laughs) That hurts. The core hurts. And so, and it's digging into um, what those are and are you passing them to your kid and how do we stop from passing those generational traumas on to our children? And so you start there. And I think we started with a class of maybe 12 people mm-hmm. and we, four of us made it into the program. Wow. So it's intense yeah. and you really have to be dedicated. And so, um, I recommend it to any, young mother and this this one is specifically for mothers I know there's some out there for fathers as well obviously I'm not a dad so I don't know what they you know I I don't have information on those but there are programs for men as well Um, this one specifically is for mothers Um, and I always recommend it if you're wanting to finish an education if you're wanting nursing school or or being able to set yourself up and your child up for success I highly highly recommend you look into the Jeremiah program Um, once you get into empowerment classes it's or you get through it you get accepted you're enrolled in school you have to either be volunteering or have a job and your child or children are enrolled in the daycare center which is on site at your apartment building which is amazing yeah Yeah. that's so nice it's great yeah and that it you know it I definitely give a lot of my success to that program because it allowed me to finish school there's no way Mm -hmm. there's no way I would have ever finished school as a young single mother without being provided those necessities Mm mm-hmm 
And it's, it's such a huge part of my story. And after that, um, we lived, you know, apartment hopped and you know, I always raised the rent about once a year. So you got to move again. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, buying the house was I grew up in the same house my entire life with my siblings and my mom. And I just wanted my daughter to have that and for her to have a room that she could paint however she wanted to paint it yeah. and decorate, you know, for her to grow up with it. It started off pink and purple and now it's green with vines all over the place. Mm-hmm. So. She's got a lot of really cool lights. On She's too. got some, yeah, wheels have changed a little bit too. We had a, let's see, we had the unicorn light at first and now it's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something like a shimmery green light. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and it's it's grown with her and it's cool to just let her personality kind of show through that. And when you live in apartments, it's harder to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's harder to allow your home in your living space to reflect who you are as a person or who your child is as a person. So that's been that's really just the dream in the backyard. You know, you're like, oh, go play outside. Go ride your bike around the block. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you do have a good yard. I do. Yeah. Uh, you got a really cute house too. Thank you. I don't know if you're just good at decorating or what, but yeah, Rosa, <laughs> thanks, Rosa. Rosa. <laughs> she definitely made me some. <laughs> she made vision boards for me. See, uh, <laughs> she didn't do that she for did. me. We uh, for everybody listening who doesn't know Rosa. Rosa is our professional organizer, yeah. cleaner extraordinaire she's incredible um she also does marketing now yeah social media marketing she's good very good she's incredible um but i didn't know she came up with a floor i paid her well i didn't know that was an option (laughs) is what i'm saying she's very good at she did like a vision board and she's like buy this buy that this couch this tv this stand yeah I can never do that. I can't do that at all. I wish I was that person. Mm -hmm. I wish I could walk into a room and be like, oh, I know exactly what it's going to look like. No, I can't. I can't. It's not. It's just not in me. No. Not a visionary like that. I wish I was. I I just think it's so important that you know your strengths. Yes. You know? Know your strengths and then surround yourself with the people who make up for where you live. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, you got really lucky with Rosa. Yeah. Well, she got luck with me too. That's, that's true. That's true. And I just, I'm just here to pick up the scraps. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that's incredible. Um, break for a while, wait, Claw. Okay. <laughs> Text my baby. <laughs> I'm not used to being on camera still. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at myself once. I don't want to. Oh, don't look over there. Look here, though. Like, whenever you, like, make a point. Yeah. I think when I was on it with Tyler, oh, my God, I've been talking too much. Um, (laughs) He was like, so uh, you should jump in her DMs. And I was like, if you are a lender, talk to me. If you're a boy, leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) It was funny. Okay. All right. I feel like I've gotten louder. Have I gotten louder? You did. Yeah. I'm not a loud person. I'm just. Yeah, because it's just a little bit. Okay. Um, greatest mentor. I got none of We kind of. I mean, we kind of like talked. Okay. What's one phrase that you live by? I Do you have that. another one? Yeah. Um, I think we're already to the. Who's one successful person that you think would have fun on this podcast? We're already there. We did it. Wow, look at us. Oh, 
we've we've been talking for like 45 minutes already have we yeah <laughs> oh shit <laughs> um over here. <laughs> I was like, I feel like this has been 10 minutes. This is, I mean, this is just like what it's like to get dinner with Melissa Nadera. Right? Like, this, is, this is what we do. I think, I, I like, okay, it, we, we can hop back into it. But so, uh, yeah, it, there's been so many times in my life where I'm struggling and I'm like, Adara, I, I do not see the solution to this problem. And you provide such a unique perspective to me. You're like, well, this person came from a different place that you did. Mm-hmm. Think of how they're looking at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, God, I'm self-centered. <laughs> Everybody is. Everybody is self-centered. Don't worry about that. But I think you're the only person that tells me that, which is nice. Because yes. <laughs> every once in a while, like, often, I think we all need to get checked. Well, I think here's my philosophy in Friends. If I can't be honest with you, we are not friends. Yeah. Period. And if you can't be honest with me, then we are not friends. Yeah. And it's the most important thing within my friendships is that I can be 100% honest and with you and you can be 100% honest with me and know that it comes from a place of love and support and wanting success. Mm -hmm. I it's how many people do you know that have been like, well, they just they just told me what I want to hear. Nobody wants to be told what they want to hear for forever. No. They want to be told the truth. And that's what good friends are for. Yeah. That's what good friends are for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, like if, if you're not being honest with somebody, you're building on a lie. Yeah. So I... and it's not even that I wouldn't even say it's it's building on a lie. It's just that uh, it's scary. It's scary to be honest with people. And it's scary to say, hey, you might be in the wrong in this situation and be scared of like, yeah, losing a friend mm-hmm. because it's tough. It's tough to hear the truth about yourself sometimes. But if, and and that's why. I like to surround myself with successful people because only successful people truly want to hear the truth about themselves. That's true. That's true. That's true. And it, like, it's it's the only way to get better. Like, yep. you, you need your friend to shine the light in the dark corners. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. Yeah. Or you're just gonna be stuck. Yeah. Listening to people be like, "Ooh, girl, you do it right every time." I mean, you you mostly do. <laughs> if only you were better at counting these garbage bags. Though. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> so also, I also found obvious. Can you hear me in the headphones? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, the difference with people who are trauma dumping versus vents or like Ooh. actually like they might not be in the place to even hear the truth. So sometimes people get a little dis- not so much energy to be. Yeah. Because they're not in the place. Of yeah. Truth. Yeah. No, that that's real. I think, like, you talked about, like, your growth in, like, the Jeremiah Project. And I I don't know who you were before that, but I feel like that being so, like, honest and open. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wasn't. wasn't? wasn't? (laughs) Um, But, like, that being so, because everyone has trauma. Everyone has something that Mm -hmm. they've been through. And so many people just ignore it. And they don't talk about, like, okay, this trauma has affected me and that's how I treat the people around me. Mm -hmm. And I think 
having that experience in your past has been like very eye opening. Yeah. And like the older I get, the more I'm like, maybe I do have traumas. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. I think every, literally everybody does. And it's not about like how, who your parents are and how much money you had and blah, blah, like that. It doesn't matter. Everybody, everybody experiences some type of hurt and some level of pain in their life. And it's, mm -hmm. it's relative. Sure. Like the person who grew up, you know, with, uh, you know, in the streets is not going to have the same trauma and experience that I had growing up in a house, you know, but I had a single mom. So, you know, somebody with two parents is not going to have the same experience that I had, but it doesn't minimize or make that pain and trauma any less. It's mm -hmm. only relative to what your life experience is. I think it's relative, but it can't be compared. Like, I disagree. You think it can be compared? I think it can be compared because you only know your life experience. And so if your, you know, life experience is this big and your life experience is this big, that level of pain is still the same amount. You mm -hmm. know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I think the difference that we're kind of touching on is the difference between uh, equ equitability. What is that? Equitability. Yeah, I'm like any equality. Equality. Like yeah. like for something to be equitable, it's different than for something to be equal. Yeah. So I I get it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not equal. It's not like yeah, having a I don't know. It's not equal, but you can compare it because it's it's I don't ever like to dismiss someone's trauma and pain because they had a better life than I did. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that their pain is any less than mine because they had the things that I wanted to have as a child or whatever the case is. It doesn't mean that their life was any easier per se. Yeah. The, the trauma is going to be, I know, oh, no, we don't need to go down that path. <laughs> this goes a little dark. We need to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We know people that have had it worse and we know people that have had it better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, guess, I guess what I was trying to say with you is, is like you're saying, if, you, if you, people in your circle aren't really trying to grow, like really learn from themselves, then it's like they're not really, you're not really going to have them in your circle. Some people in your friends that maybe they don't really want to like. In your inner circle. Yeah. Not, I'll be friends with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not yeah. to say that like they're not worthy of being a friend mm -hmm. or being or be. But yeah, I would say like that I would not consider someone who I can't be honest with. Mm -hmm. and, and even like you don't have to want to grow. Mm -hmm. That's up to you. Mm -hmm. But I still need to be able to tell you the truth. Okay. There it is. Yeah. I, it's okay. You're, you are who you are. And it's, that's definitely like, you got to accept people for who they are and where they are in life. Mm -hmm. And if you're a content and you're happy mm -hmm. and then, you know, you ask me my opinion about something and I, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about how you receive it. You know what I mean? Or how, what you do with it. I suppose it's not about what you do with that information. If you want to take and be like, mm, she's wrong. That's okay. Right. 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 But don't like, yeah, I don't really agree. And that's okay. You ain't got to agree with me. That's fine. You know, and it's not, and it's not harshness. It's not being harsh. It's not, you know, it's careful and it's considerate and it's thoughtful and it's honest, you know. Um, that being said, I think, I think we're knocking on the door, wrapping up here. 
<laughs> so I just um, want to do it one time. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Get your echoes in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mics are so good. They, they pick up the neighbor's noises. Um, but I think that you probably have an excellent recommendation for somebody who would be interesting. I do. On this podcast. I actually do. I was thinking about this. Um when you, you know, I heard you, anyways, I, I heard your previous podcast. I was thinking about this. And you know who it is? Actually, my mom. Mm -hmm. She um, is a business owner. She owns the home we grew up in. She was a single mom that raised five kids. And she's success. I would say she's successful. I would also say she's successful. Yeah. Yeah. All all of us, none of her kids are in jail. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's in prison. They're all good. We're kids. all alive. <laughs> good kids. They're all successful. Like, all yeah. Okay. So you could talk, you could even talk or Cal, my mm -hmm. brother. I'll get both of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think my mom would uh she's not as funny as I am, but <laughs> well, I'll I'll be in charge of the jokes. <laughs> she's a lot more serious. But she would, yeah, she would. Yeah, she'd be good. She'd be good. Are you the funniest person in your family? Um, Cal would probably argue that he is, but I definitely think I am. He'd argue it and then you'd tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, no. And I'd be like, mm, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, guys. So I'm going to get her mom and then I'm going to get Cal. And when Cal <laughs> does his in the comment section, I Who's want... the funniest? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and... and all right, cool. So now we got we got a challenge. We got a couple good people that are coming on next. And I just I just like I I need to tell you how much I appreciate your friendship. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming here. Yeah. Thanks for always supporting my business. You know I always support yours. Yep. And um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Success. <laughs> 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 <laughs>